Bushwig Wheeler's SE Reflections. This is a podcast series for somatic experiencing practitioners, people studying psychobiology, people working with other folks in the helping professions who want to relate to folks as, well, what we are. Animals informed by the past. Creatures that have a brain and a body that communicate discreetly with one another. And that anticipate certain kinds of opportunities. So that we can claim our own well-being. That's what we're talking about here. Let's make up an idea. Let's say that there's the blue conversation test. How far a person can go jumping from passing along with one positive expression, one good idea, one that's in the right direction sensibility to the next. Let's imagine that there's like a series of stepping stones and each new pass in the conversation, each new kind of topic, each even new expression that's made, every word or phrase could be the granular expressions of smaller and smaller pebbles or bigger and bigger rocks. And the question or the test or the challenge the wonderment that we might have as practitioners is how far along can this person travel and what do they step on along the way as they move into a positive conversation? In other words, as you, as I, as we're talking to our clients, we, we might pay attention to, directly attention to, this specific question. How much positivity can this person handle? Like, can they skip along from one positive thought to the next until a logical shift happens where now we're talking about something that is not as positive? Since not all of life is just peaches and roses and wonderment. How long can a person go before just naturally life has to kind of show that every stick has two ends? As Mr. Gurdjieff is quoted to have said. This is something that Stephen Hoskinson kind of just, I don't know, what can I say? He opened up my mind to the recognition that red and blue, that's something we call it, trauma vortex, healing vortex, conditioning, or the, the dynamics of I like this and I don't like that, that stuff is always in some kind of balance with one another. Every red has a blue. Every outer vortex has an inner vortex. Every trauma vortex element of our experience, I'm afraid of that bear, has a equal and in some way cor or corresponding and in some way equal other side healing vortex counter vortex i am actually turned toward the tree and running away from the bear i am 
freezing, immobilizing underneath the bear as the bear is attacking me. Should it happen? It's actually very rare, people. Very, very rare. But should that happen, there's a blue element of it. I'm freezing, dissociating. I'm running away towards safety. Red and blue, you know, trauma vortex, counter vortex, call it whatever you want. I like this side and I don't like that side. This side is more dangerous. This side is more safe. This side is more pleasant. This side is less pleasant. Those things kind of exist in some kind of at least dynamic relationship. I'm not saying they're 50-50, but they're in a dynamic relationship all the time. And of course, as we get more and more bombarded by the signal, by the setup that tells us we're in danger, whether it's from internally generated cues of incomplete stress response things from the past, or if it's because the environment that we're in is chronically and constantly thrusting danger and challenge upon us, regardless of what starts it out, there's a propensity for a lot of our clients in when they come to us to focus on things that are overly challenging, highly activating, dangerous. It makes sense. It makes sense that people are paying attention to danger and it makes sense that people are coming to us in order to, you know, kind of get some help with the fact that they feel danger all the time and they can't figure out how to feel more at ease of themselves, by themselves, without professional assistance. And one of our measurements of how much danger a person is in, how much internal noise they're carrying around is how far along that path of a conversation one positive thing to the next positive thing to the next before a sensible and reasonable shift toward a negative thing how long they last with that so you know when you're chatting with people and you're just kind of getting to know where's this person at one of your questions might be Oh, you know, if I throw out something positive here, how long are they going to continue to talk about that with me before they're going to point out, yeah, but you know, yeah, but you know, yeah, but you know, yeah, but you know, how long can we enjoy the process of talking about that, you know, a headache might have gone away, something like that. Now, things can't come just clean and crisp like that. We've got to point out some of the nuance. So what's in here? Well, one is that, of course, sometimes the pressures of life have kind of made it so that we want to avoid all such contact with things that are negative. And so some of us, you know, become bliss bunnies. You know, that's a, a phrase that we have sometimes. You hear that you say, we say bliss bunnies, like people who, who are only going to pay attention to positive things and only they're just skipping from one positive stone to the next and they never let the intrusion of a negative thought kind of intrude. In fact, this can be a really challenging element in a session because you need that swing. You need that oscillation. You need that pendulation. And if, you, if you've got just kind of like total resistant, red vortex devoted, I only do the negative side, or, oh, I've got just the access to the stars in the sky and the clouds above all the time, just total bliss bunnied out, it's very hard to get that pendulum swinging. So that's something to be aware of. It's not like we're just trying to reinforce positive. 
I'm not, in fact, at all talking about simply reinforcing positive. I'm not, I'm not re-describing the secret. I don't think that's the secret. I think the secret really is this notion of pendular oscillation because life is going to give you a challenge and you want to be able to ride through that. You just also want to be able to ride the positive lines when they come along so that you get the pleasure and deactivation hits that come along with them and the very sincere message that says, hey, look, if you're enjoying yourself that much, you must not be in too much danger at this moment, which, you know, who can't use more of that? More of that signal that says, chill out. You know, it's not going to be that bad. Of course, it is that bad for just too many people. And should we be creating the environment that we're trying to establish in our office? One of the messages in our office that we are trying to say is, nothing bad is going to happen here. Nothing bad is going to happen here. Then, that's part of the point. When you come into doing this little test, you got to make sure you don't make anything bad happen. You know, you can't, you can't want, or you don't want, or I don't want, and I don't think we want, to invite clients to feel their positive, to engage their positive, if what it means is that the end result is that they're going to get out into some place where now they're going to feel a whole lot of their not good, of their displeasure, of their distrust, and consequently going to tr kind of mistrust or have less trust in our interventions toward feeling more positive next time in the future. How does that happen? Well, you know, it's like if you've got a whole lot of noise going on inside, if you've got a whole lot of sense that something is bad, wrong, negative, if you're in the trauma spectrum, especially on the kind of distress side of things, if you're, if you're in that, feeling positive, there's a limit before the system says, yeah, but most of what's going on here is noise and bad, and now I have to feel all of that because I'm engaged in feeling. When we invite our clients to pay attention, skip along the steps of one positive thing to the next, kind of track into those kind of things. We want to make sure that we're, we're trying to help them do that to the amount that they can without it becoming then the entryway into their own distress because the pendulum swings, gets caught by all the noise, that noise reinforces itself at a higher intensity and with more attention and consequently, they're feeling worse because of what we asked for. Let's not do that. Let's kind of recognize, hey, the natural tendency for this person is to kind of lean into that positive conversation for two skipping stones. I'm just going to try to get them to lean in to two and a half skipping stones. And we're going to progressively titrate up their, their tolerance for the amount of time that they spend going from one positive thing to the next positive thing. Not because we're trying to ignore the negative things, but because we're trying to just get a little bit more enhancement of our capacity to hold the pleasurable, positive side of life, which also deserves not just our longing, but our attention whenever we're able to give it. Which then brings us to maybe a, a thought for us as practitioners. Maybe we could practice ourselves Maybe we could practice how far along a stream of thought, how long 
during a walk during our day? Can we travel in our mind from one positive thought to the next? Even if it's to get out of our own experience and just notice, oh, look at these people in traffic. They're probably enjoying the fact that they're sitting in their cars, getting a chance to be by themselves and listen to their own music and maybe have a little dissociation. The rest of the day is so busy these days. You know, they're in traffic and of course that could be seen as something that's kind of negative, but really I bet they're enjoying the fact that it's raining and slowing everything down just enough so that they can space out a little bit more for themselves. And as that thought passes through, you get, and I'm walking on my rainy day with my umbrella here, and it's just so great that I've got an umbrella and that there's even plastic to keep this rain off of me. And wow, isn't it wonderful to see the rain bouncing off of the pavement underneath my feet? It's going to run down and go down into the ground, and under the ground it'll run back into a river, and then there'll be some bird that lands in the water on a river somewhere, and it'll just be one positive thought to the next. It's a very interesting kind of practice to see how far can you go stone by stone, step by step, from one positive thought, even if it's tilted a little bit, to see traffic as a positive thing for the people sitting inside of it, to see that every red has a blue. How far can you skip along observing the world in yourself in your own situation moving from one blue to the next to the next to the next as you go along realizing that it's just an exercise you're never denying the reds you're just taking a little walk and seeing how long can your own thoughts follow along from one blue to the next on the way out here i'll say that there are tricks and tips and and ways for you to penetrate the challenge of having your clients pay the appropriate amount the maximum amount of attention to their positive blue stuff without it becoming either too much or derailed or receiving the red vortex devoted that's not how it feels or I don't feel that good or the bounce back over to the red yeah but you know yeah but you know tension kind of stuff there there are ways to go about that a first step is to recognize, really, how much positive does this person do on their own? And if I lean like 2% more into that, not 20% more, if I lean 2% more into that, will they be able to accept that extra lean? If so, you might be able to get 4%. You might be able to build it up from there. A first step is to simply be involved in that question. How much does this person really let themselves go from one positive to the next? And what pieces do they use along the way? Does it have to be really big? Can it be little tiny? And then any amount that you can increase it for yourself, probably the better too. Take it easy. That's our theme song for the closure of another Twigs SE Reflections. Oh, I'm so glad things can come to an end sometimes. You know, you you start talking and you realize you're not saying it exactly like you thought you wanted to say it. You're, you're almost saying it that way, but it's not exactly the way you wanted to say it. But it's still going to come to an end anyway. And that's relieving in its own self, so you just you just keep going get up, get up, until you can get up, get up, and then it's done. Get up.